Here's a quote from an article I picked off the uh, Globe and Mail the other day. We're now in a full-blown housing crisis, and no one who isn't living in a paid-off house will escape unscathed. But how can young Canadians make a decision to rent or buy when both choices look so bad? The answer has as much to do with your lifestyle as it does with finances. This uh, under an article entitled Rent or Buy in Canada's Broken Housing Market, the real choice is between freedom or stability. The author of the piece is Bridget Casey, personal finance columnist and founder of Money After Graduation. Bridget joining us this morning from Edmonton. Good morning and welcome back, Bridget. Good morning. Thanks for having me again. Well, it's good to have you back with us. Young Canadians in a real conundrum these days because costs are just out of out of line. Now, we know that housing costs, according to the Canadian Real Estate Association, have come off, Bridget, and are likely to continue declining until sometime mid-next year. This is the latest forecast from the Real Estate Association, of all people. Uh, and typically, they're not into giving negative forecasts, but it's a reality check that a lot of homeowners or would-be homeowners need to know. Prices are still still coming off, but they're still outrageous. So let's talk about the, the one or the other, to rent or to buy. Yeah, I think the decision whether to rent or to buy has always been an emotional lifestyle decision, and Canadians really overthink it from a financial perspective. And what has really shifted this year is we've seen rents increase 20 30%, but as rates have been raised by the Bank of Canada, some people, especially those in variable rate mortgages, are seeing their mortgage payments go up by as much as like 40 or 50 percent. Right. So we've entered this scenario where both renting and buying is very expensive. And it actually looks, since we have a few more rate raises coming uh, probably by the end of this year, that both are going to continue to get more expensive, which makes it a really difficult financial decision. And so at that point, you have to decide, well, which do I really prefer owning or renting, which fits my lifestyle, which fits my life plan, and which fits in my overall financial goal. Well, you mentioned the word preference, Bridget, and that's a big one because there's a lot of pressure to, um, uh, to suppose now your, your preference would be to be a renter. Well, there's a lot of social pressure from family and other sources to, no, no, that's a bad decision. You're, you're paying somebody else's mortgage. You need, to get, you need to get some dirt. You need to get your name on a title. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, you're, you're an incomplete person. There's a, there's a culture of home ownership in Canada that creates a lot of pressure, perhaps unnecessarily, on younger Canadians. Yeah, I think it is unnecessary pressure, though I don't find it surprising because the parents of many of these millennials and Gen Z, the boomers really saw their homes appreciate in value over the past, say, 30, 40 years Mm, on their wildest imagination. So, of course, they're like, this is absolutely an excellent investment. You have to do it. But I think what many people are realizing now is so long as you have a mortgage, you are actually a renter. You're simply renting money from the bank instead of renting space from a landlord. But the point of the exercise being after said uh, loan has been paid off, you actually do own some dirt and there, there's, uh, there's the payoff, right? Right. And I think the alternative that we tend to forget and that we should encourage more of is if people choose to be renters, obviously they will not have that uh, equity inside a home. So they have to build equity elsewhere. And there's still good investment opportunities. And while the stock market is down this year, that's actually an excellent time to buy. So yes. if someone's choosing to rent, They're saving money on those costs. Now is an extra time to build up your TFSA, build up your RFC, and that will become your retirement assets later. And it will fully fund 
paying rent in your old age as opposed to sitting in a paid off house. Yeah, Bridget, you and I have talked about this before. Uh, in Europe, they're, they're a generation or two ahead of us because we're going undergoing in Canada and North America right now, but here in Canada, we're undergoing a generational transformation vis-a-vis housing ownership and stuff. In Europe, it happened a generation or two ago when young Europeans realized how incredibly expensive housing was. And if that was to be the goal of their life, uh, they would spend their whole life paying off a house. And a generation or two ago, a lot of them just decided life's too short. There's so much else to do. Let's just find a place to rent and get on with life. And that generational transfer has been pretty successful in Europe. Do you see it happening here, too? I mean, I would hope so. Uh, that generational transfer that happened in Europe has actually led to a healthier real estate market than what we see in Canada. There is more rentals available at more price points. In Canada, we're really struggling with a lack of supply yes. in addition to the unaffordability. So that's a challenge for rentals, renters, especially in big city where there is just a limited number of rentals. So I don't foresee it changing anytime soon. Unfortunately, I do think this will take a few years to sort out until we actually have enough homes to house all Canadians. How intimidating is this, the prospect of uh, not only interest rate bumps that we've just gone through, but likely more of same, uh, perhaps to the same extreme uh, going forward? How intimidating is that? I mean, I think buyers that are already in a mortgage find it really overwhelming. Those that don't have a home yet, they're kind of watching both sides. The interest rates are going up, which impacts your affordability, but those interest rates also exert negative pressure on home prices. So we will see home prices come down. And as those come down, even if your interest rate is higher, uh, your down payment goes a lot further. So I would say if those are, if there are aspiring homeowners in the market and they're currently renting, there's nothing wrong with even renting for the next year, two years or three years, building up that down payment, watching where interest rates either settle or maybe come down after they're, after they're raised a few more times and entering the market at a healthier time that fits both where your finances are and your lifestyle. Right, let those prices keep coming down to you. What about rent to own? It's not a very wide uh, practice, but it's becoming more so. Is there an advantage in that? I don't think so. I haven't looked at what's being offered yet in detail, but um, I don't I don't think it's a good option. I think it's the worst of both worlds, to be honest. So you'd rather take that money and invest it in the stock market, particularly at times right now uh, where the prices are pretty attractive. Yes, absolutely. So in terms of the, the big decision, though, there, again, it's, it's responding to pressure. Not only are you trying to map out some kind of life, and you talk about this, the choice has as much to do with your lifestyle as it does with your finances. So in mapping out that life plan, uh, resisting pressure is, is a big part of it, especially in the early phases, isn't it? Yeah, it's a really difficult thing to do. And as you know, I just became a homeowner this year and I'm 36 years old. And I'm actually really glad that I waited so long because it allowed me to finish like my graduate degree in another city. I was able to move to another city for a job. And I had a lot of flexibility because the greatest penalty of up and leaving for an opportunity was simply to break the lease. Sure. Once I had my child and I knew I would be staying in one place and I wasn't traveling as much, I wasn't chasing job opportunities across the country then it made a lot more sense for me to buy. And I think young people have to realize that, especially in their 20s, you're still figuring out your life. You might end up working or living in a different city. You might move for a job. You might move for a partner. And so it's not necessarily a good time to 
jump into a very expensive asset that ties you down for years, it's better to rent and kind of see where your life plays out and then decide where you want to settle down and buy at that time. So I think we really, again, have to resist the pressure from older generations who settled down a lot earlier in their life and to say, hey, I'm taking the time to build my career, build my relationships and decide where I want to live and what kind of lifestyle I want to live as well. Interesting stuff and great advice too. lots more at Bridget's excellent website, Money After Graduation. Bridget Casey, thanks so much. Great to have you back. We must do this again soon. Yeah, of course, I would love to. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.